won't make it mad. I got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you lonely? Only a part of this when you choose. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast, aka the Pod Pod. I'm Jono, coach of the just inside the top 3,000 ranked Nico Hindsight, and we are here ready to talk about the round 24 action of NRL and Supercoach. Uh, the first man who joins us tonight is uh, someone who on the leaderboard currently sitting nine points ahead of me overall for the year. It is coach of Casa Benitez, former third place finisher, Dan, or second place finisher in 2014, coach of the Casa Benitez, Dan. Yeah, all the way back nine years ago now, um, you know, this... Back, I think, I think I, I think I went back to back top 100s, 2014, 2015, just to just to gloat a little bit. But since then, just been on a downward spiral. And uh, yeah, it's these these pods are always tough to get up for when when your team's not uh, struggling a bit, no trades left. Uh, but hopefully, we'll find some find some diamonds in the rough for for people today who who do have trades left and, and can get on board and and still still charge home. Dan, uh, looking forward to telling us all the trades you would have made if you had trades. But also, side note, if the pod pod keeps going, going strong, what year do we have to drop? By what year do we have to drop that you're a 2014 third place finisher? When does it just stop being relevant? 10-year history? 10-year history, yeah. It's it's really just to give me some relevance, I think. Just just some, some pedigree. But uh <laughs> Yeah, I'd say I'd say ten years. Uh, still doing okay. I'm top three thousand. It's not it's not terrible. Uh, and I'm really hoping I can catch tubes. That's that's the big one this year. I think top top one or two in the pod pod uh, uh, contributors championship. That would that would do me this year. All right. Well, a man who's all but given up on top spot in the pod pod contributors and feeling a little bit frisky tonight and ready to maybe make some big pod moves. It is uh, coach of CMAC Shark Attack, Chris. How are you, mate? Well, I was feeling all right until you said I'd all but given up on that. I was, I've still got a few of you in uh, insights. Like, yes, bringing up the rear at the moment, but uh, I'm only uh, you know, 80 points behind you two. And then uh, Tubes, Tubes is a t- ticking time bomb. So, you know, I'm not that far away. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely is, Tubes. His team's so full of pods that it's only going to take one bag week for him. But holding on so far, big Tubes. Uh, well, I'll tell you one thing, none of us are going to win. That's the Pod Pod Chairman's Unlimited group because we are well and truly out of that. Uh, currently sitting in first place in that league is Birdman's Bullets, coached by Craig, uh, and he's about 190 points clear of second place, two goals, one cup, Jacob. So doing really well, and that big uh, Pod Pod Unlimited group prize is in Craig's sights. Yeah, I know I know uh, the Podfathers. I think he's third on the list, so he's not too far away and, and absolutely storming home as well. I know he's very keen to win that because it's basically his, he's going to have to be shouting this person to the chairman. So uh, I, I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure if it goes to second place if he wins it, but I think he'll probably say no. I'll just, I'll just shout myself, myself to my champers up in the chairman's lounge and give myself a toast. It surely has to go to second place. That would be one of the great loopholes, the Podfather winning and just not not taking anyone. Um, Dan, speaking of the Podfather and how he's storming home, can you give us an update on the Queenstown bet after round 23? Yeah, Queenstown looking very dire for Matt and myself. Uh, 915 points behind the leaders. Tubes and, and the Podfather absolutely storming now on a tear. 204 points in front of... Of yourself, Jono and, and Chris. So, 
still in there, 204 points, not much to make up in the final final few rounds. So it's a it's a two it's a two horse race there. All right. Uh, well, let's get into it. We're going to go through and do it a little bit differently. It's our third week in a row of just trolling different formats because it's a little bit stale towards the back end of the Supercoach year. So the way we're going to do it this week, Dan has come up with a new segment for us. Dan, do you want to tell us the name of the segment we're doing this week and explain it to us? Oh, not particularly. I was hoping you, you could uh, you could intro that. Uh, we've got basically a, a little twist, not really a little twist, a little twist on sit start. It's called Juice Juice or Caboose. So who are you juicing up, ready, priming up this weekend, or who are you sitting on the caboose, who are you putting on the pine this week? Uh, talking realistically about the relevant Supercoach players, so not just just anyone, but probably talk a little bit of chat about who you might buy to bring in to, to start and possibly captain or VC this week. Who are the good options? And and I think, Jono, we were talking earlier, like there's a lot of busted players uh, coming into the back end of the season. I know a lot of a lot of top guys are just not performing with their base outputs, with their with their attacking stats, and they they just look injured on the field. So we'll talk a few about the, a few of those guys. And even though they might be starting, even though they might be getting the minutes, is it potentially time to move them on? Uh, so yeah, a little bit to talk about. All right, and we're going to do it going through game by game. It's not positional like we've we've done in the past in the pod pod. We're going through game by game. So. Starting with the Thursday night game, which this week is the Seagulls versus the Panthers. And the first name we want to talk about in Juice or Caboose is Brian Toll. And I have to start with Chris because he's your man, Chris. He is my man. Big, bad, bizarre. Um, yeah, you're getting him in the blender and you are juicing him right <laughs> up. He has been fantastic. He has been fantastic, big, bad, Brian. Um I'm very much looking forward to him causing all sorts of havoc at Brookie on Thursday night. Could even be a sneaky little VC option if he gets going, big bad Brian. So, yeah, get him in the blender. Who's he up against? Is he Jason Saab, I think, on that left left edge, is it? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Saab. Yeah, Saab's not up against Toto. Definitely a VC option for sure. Uh, possibly even a buy Toto at 750K. Again, like back end of the year and Panthers now, the possible rests as well. So just got to take that in consideration. But I, I would have loved to have him like you, C-Mac, uh, three weeks ago. Well, Dan, we got through our first player that we can talk in the pod and you've already put up a buy with your no trades left. So we'll see how much that tally can grow <laughs> as the pod goes on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to mention, Chris, because you spoke about uh, Tor as a VC option. Would you, Chris, you're a Cleary owner and Dan and I aren't. Now, Cleary, obviously, you're juicing him. You, there's no way you'd leave him out of your team against Manly. Is there any temptation just to straight captain him this week, Chris, for you? I think there's always a fair temptation to captain Cleary, straight up. Um, like, even though Manly have, you know, been a little better over the last month, he's against that Manly side who are pretty leaky, he could easily get 120, 130. And then it starts off your weekend. You're on the front foot straight away. So, uh, yes, I will. I will be considering it. Um, like, like I said, also Brian's a really good option. But, but clear, clear, he hasn't got out of second gear the last two weeks, and he's still scoring really, really well. So, you know, uh, worrying signs for non-owners. I would have thought. Yeah, massively worrying. And I know Dan and I are in that boat. And we we did all right last week, Dan, with SJ coming good. But it's yeah, it certainly sucks watching Cleary at the moment. Yeah, it does. But. I think this week, if you're talking about captain options straight up, there's a few really juicy options later in the later in the week as well. So if you've done your super coach right, unlike some of us in the pod, particularly me, 
you shouldn't really have too many AE emergencies on the on the bench. So I'd probably if I'm if I'm up the top and still gunning for high positions, I'd probably do the VC on him if I owned. Maybe not if you own Sonny Luke like you two, but yeah, in in, in most other positions. What about Andrew King? Put him in the second. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. All right, well, uh, let's go to the, the next part on our list, also from Penrith. It's Dylan Edwards, uh, a man I wasn't too familiar with early in the season when Matt put him up as a buy. He's sitting on a three-round average of 43. Dan, I think you brought him in three rounds ago. How are you feeling about Dylan Edwards? Oh, terrible that it was a head-to-head, him or Brian Top. Oh, I wanted a Panthers back uh, for the rest of the year in the run home, and I, I thought Edwards was out, was the man. But he's, he's one on the busted list, I think. C-Mac said on the weekend he, he was nearly pulled out with a hamstring injury uh, and that was just horrific on the weekend. 22 points in an 80-minute game, just just not looking to get involved, very unlike his usual base. But you, you would have expected his base to be, you know, 40-plus. Uh, and, yeah, it's just, just looking horrific. So I'm not sure exactly, you know, a, a hammy, Sometimes he's either really acute or just a bit of a niggle going on. I'm not might be a bit of a nerve issue, but he's definitely not there. So I, I don't know. Sit start. Like I'd I'd love to love to love to caboose him this week. And are you going to? Uh depending on my other trades. Uh sorry, <laughs> depending on my other <laughs> other players uh who are also I've got a lot of busted boys. So it's it's really picking the best of the race. So uh, Manly can leak points. I think now I'm looking at pods, and I think Dylan Edwards will be a pod to play, so I'll probably play him and just hope for the best. Dan, that three-round average with Edwards, it correlates with Cleary coming back. Do you see any link there, or do you think it's just purely an injury issue? I would have suspected Cleary back would have been good for Dylan Edwards. Um, The one thing I've noticed is now I think he just sticks to that right-hand side. He just sticks to the sort of right, right edge out the back. Uh, and leaving the left edge alone. So because Cleary switches sides, uh, it's it's almost like on the left-hand side, um, Luai becomes the out-the-back second phase. So that's a little bit disappointing that he's not floating around both sides. But uh, it, I think predominantly he's just having a little bit of rest post-origin uh, and maybe carrying a bit of an injury. All right, Chris, uh, for the Manly Seagulls, we were going to discuss Ruben Garrick. Are you an owner, Chris, of Ruben Garrick? No, not an owner. I haven't been an owner for a while. I think uh, I think I was Ruben on quite a while ago. <laughs> well, if, if you were still uh, having Ruben in your team, would, do you think you'd see him this week or do you think you'd play? Uh, no, I would not be playing Ruben. Um, I haven't seen uh, – sorry, I haven't liked what I've seen – from Ruben for a little while, actually, he he was he had a very heavily strapped leg on the weekend. Um, I think he still scored okay, like in the sixties, but um, he's coming up against the best defensive team in the comp, who are leaking on average twelve points. So you know, at best, he you know he's pro- possibly only going to get two or three kicks a goal and potentially one attacking stat, which I don't think is anywhere near enough. So no. I, I would be uh, sitting on the pine this week if I was a Ruben Garrick owner. Yeah, and I think actually, if I still had him, I'd be looking to try and sell. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know if he's the, the values there. Yeah, well, I am a Ruben Garrick owner, and I am going to sit him this week uh, for sure. I think, like you said, the Panthers' defense is way too good, uh, and he's. I think he scored 
33 or less in his last three games against the Penrith Panthers as well. So he doesn't have a good history against them. The trade thing, though, Chris, I don't know. If, I, I don't think he's trade-worthy. I still think he's playable on matchups. And like you said, I don't personally see the values there. If you were sitting on five or six trades, sure. But I don't think there's many people like that at the moment. That'd be nice. Yeah, it's 612K. I don't think you can sell Garrick, particularly if they're going to finish the year uh, around 26, 27 with Bulldogs into Tigers. So I think he's still got a ton in him at least. Uh, so I would be – but it's a it's a great time to sit him. If I was Anthony Seabold, I'd be I'd be sitting him, giving him a rest. Like just just concede to Panthers, uh, try not to leak too much, too many points and and just – and give him a rest for a, for a good uh, – for the, for the run home. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, definitely definitely on the caboose this week for me, Garrick. All right, I think we're all, all in agreement on on Big Ruben. Well, let's go to the Friday 6 o'clock game, which is uh, your mob, the Sharkies, up against the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, Ronaldo Mulatalo has been named, although it's the third week in a row he's been named. I do think from reading online he's expected to play this week. Uh, Chris, Ronaldo, are you where are you at him? You did own him. Do you still have him in your team? Still own Ronaldo, and um, he's sort of, yeah, he's a tough one at the moment. Um, oh, geez, this is a hard one because the Gold Coast, the Gold Coast you would think at points bet would usually be not a bad matchup, but I I think I'm caboosing young Ronnie this week. Uh, just pre the last two weeks where he has been pulled out, uh, he he was way down. Like he had some real stinkers. Um, and that would just worry me too much, I think. So I'd be uh, I'd be sitting Ronnie this week. Well, I will be sitting Ronnie this week. I think I think that's a pretty luxury sit, uh, to be honest. If you if you own Ronaldo, uh, Titans at points bet, like sure sure you got to play him. Uh, I think his injury is a jaw, so that's that's not bad in terms of coming back from that. In terms of you know it's not a not a lower limb injury. It's not going to affect his sort of sort of power or speed too much. So I think I think if you still own Ronaldo, it's a it's a great week to play him. Unless you're flushed, absolutely flushed with players uh and uh you want to go on the safe side. But I'm I'm definitely loading up and uh and juicing juicing up Ronaldo. Oh Chris, you're a Ronaldo no. Dan's a Ronaldo yes. I am gonna go with Dan on this one because I am actually choosing to play Ronaldo uh, instead of Garrick. I basically had to make a choice between those two, and I, I think all the points that Dan made, I agree with. I don't know how much of a luxury city he is. I, I think I'd like to sit Ronaldo. I think, for me, he's just a better option than than Ruben. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play him this week. Uh, so he's he's getting juiced for me. Uh, what about Britain Nicara? Chris, I think you might be the number one fan in the Nicara fan club. What have you been thinking of him the last few weeks? Yeah, even with his output being a little bit down, um, you know, I said earlier it's a good matchup for Nardo, so I think it's a good matchup for Nicara. Um, he'll be he'll be in my side this week, and look, he'll be in every week. I'm not even going to think about sitting him. Um, I, you know, Madison is also on my on my bench there, and he's coming in and out of the starting lineup, so it's just too much um, worry around his minutes. So Nicara will play the 80 against the Titans at points, but juice him. <laughs> very sultry. <laughs> yeah. Very sultry at the end. Uh, I, That's why I've got five kids. 
<laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, go to Nico, who's obviously you're juicing him in terms of putting him in your 17. I think people would be crazy not to play Nico. Uh, I think the big question for Nico is, is he a VC option? Or is for the Cleary owners, they just go him over the top and, and leave Nico aside? Yeah, that's the... The thing about this week is there'll be a lot of people Cleary captain VC, so they can't have Nico there. So I think he'll be he'll be a pod captain. Uh, so I'm I'm considering straight captaining him. Uh, I think Sharks are going to turn it around after they run. They have got a bit of momentum now. Uh, it's a it's a great matchup against the Titans. Uh, hopefully Nico finds some confidence and. Uh, could be a great straight C option for those like myself who earn Sonny Luke. Uh, if Sonny Luke somehow doesn't play on the weekend, I'll probably VC him. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, definite captain option for me. Going through the lineups this week, it's it's for all those like big ceiling players, well-owned ones. Geez, they got some good matchups. You obviously got Cleary and Toto against the Seagulls. You got Nico against the Titans. Latrell against the Dragons. SJ against the Warriors. Uh, who else do we have? You got uh, Ponga, Ponga against the dogs. It's just it's just uh, an absolute luxury of options this week, and it, it's it's going to be a big separate separator this week. Uh, who people decide to go with their C and VC options? So yeah, it's a very interesting one, Dan. And, and that perspective of looking at it from a value perspective in terms of percentage of people playing him does make a lot of sense. It does feel risky to be going a, a straight C on Nico at the six o'clock Friday night game, but your thinking behind it does make sense. Yeah, I think you get if you go back uh, start of the year, like it's it's safe as houses picking up Nico. So yeah, just just hoping hoping Cronulla turn it around, um, and yeah, just just need something against against when you don't have Cleary. He got a hundred on the weekend, and I must be honest, I didn't think he was that great. So you know, if he fires against the Titans at, at Shark Park, there, he's a really good option. Absolutely. Uh, what about Phil Sammy for Juice versus Caboose? He's not the most highly owned player, but we'll do this one for Tubes. He's he's one of Tubes' big pods. Uh, Phil Sammy is a right winger for the Titans going up against this much-talked-about Sharks left edge. Is he just someone you have to juice this week, fellas? I'm juicing if I'm earning. Um, even even the young um, the young boy from South whose name's, name escapes me, Munro, last week made a couple of line breaks in a game where they didn't really get much of a good running. So, yeah, Sammy's got a really high work rate this year. Um, so, yeah, I'd be I'd be playing him. Yeah, I know I know. Tubes will be juicing juicing right up. He could he could honestly be a VC option for Tubes. I think. Oh, Tubes is the king of the rogue VC option, so I think it's a great chance he has Sammy as his VC. Although it's tough when it's played against his own team because it's one of those ones where you, you want to be cheering him then, but you also don't because he's a Sharkies fan. So we'll see what he does. Uh, all right, let's go to the uh, Friday 8 o'clock game, which is the Broncos versus the Eels. Uh, Ryan Madison had an outstanding game last week, scored really well, played the full 80 starting in the back row and played through the middle a little bit as well. Uh, he's been named to go back to the bench with Andrew Davey coming back into the starting lineup. Chris, as a Matto owner, how, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, I was pretty nervous because what I saw last week really excited me. I sat him last week and then um, scored really well, outscored Hopgood and then, you know, Team List Tuesday comes around and he's named on the bench, which I was really disappointed about because uh, – yeah, I, I had grand plans, but it's yeah, it's really thrown a spanner in the works, and my thinking on it yeah, just become muddier. So, look, I'm probably I'm probably sitting Maddo and potentially he's a potential sell for me this week. Actually, just that that 
the cloud over the minutes and that, you know, he's got a buy still to come. I Yeah, I just think there's better options and I can move players up and down um, and possibly get a Payne Haas or a, or a um, oh, God, the the winger, Marziu, the winger for for Newcastle, Marziu. So I think um, I'd be better served going that way. So not only will I be uh, caboosing, I'll be selling. If you can swing him to Marzu, I reckon that's a great trade. Dan, you seem a little bit more reserved, but I, I think that's a no-brainer. I don't know. If he's if he's playing 65 minutes off the bench at 575K, uh, trades are optimal right now. It's it's a tough sell for me. Yeah, they do play Roosters, Panthers, and then they have the bye in the last round, but I'd probably, I'd probably just wait and see what they do with him off the bench this week. Uh, and then potentially sell, but uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough conundrum you got there, C Mac. Yeah, but Marzu, Marzu, I've got three, so I'm right on that. Uh, uh. But um, Marzu against the Bulldogs, that could be 150. That's the way I'm. That's the way I'm talking myself into it anyway. And do yeah. you have to make a second trade to facilitate, or can you do Mato straight to yes. Marzu? Yes, I do. Just, I just miss. <laughs> if Marzio had got a few less, yeah, and um, so that that's a difficult part. But I still, I still think, um, I still think Marzio's almost must-have territory. But anyway, we've probably gone off track. But um, Matto, yeah, tough one. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Caboose is the right call. Even if you decide to hold him, Chris, I, I think the Caboose and uh, don't play him this week is, is the right way to go personally. Uh, Dylan Brown uh, came back last week and looked excellent. Looked like he hadn't really missed a step, was making try-saving tackles and match fitness looked as if he, yeah, had been playing the whole time. None of us own him. Uh, where do we stand on deal bags? Is he worth bringing in for the next two weeks? Uh, I think you had to go hard maybe and go last week for an ultra pod move. Uh, 810K still has a buy there in the last round. They've got Roosters, Panthers, back end. Uh, Panthers being the big one. Like he, he does well against hard matchups as well. Deal bags, but you'd love you would have loved to see two bottom teams in his last three where you could just really go and he could be a could be a VC option. But I think the time has passed for for deal bags, and you just gotta just gotta sit back and watch. Chris, you're in agreement. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement on that. Just enjoy watching him. It'd be lovely, but I just yeah can't do it. Yeah, I'm with you guys both on that. He's a he's a caboose. I couldn't bring him in. Uh, not with not with uh, Panthers and Broncos as two of his last three matchups and a buy. Pat Carrigan, two tries in two weeks, uh, and he's definitely juicing in his uh, current form. I'm not accusing him of taking steroids. I just mean juicing is in his playing well. Uh, is, he, is he a buy at all, big Paddy Carrigan? He's super luxury. You'd have to be pretty flush for trades, and there's a lot of players in that second row um, that, that are going well um, or have been going well. So, yeah, look, they've they've also got a buy to come, so I couldn't I couldn't say Pat Carrigan's a buy, but yeah, it could be done. Yeah, if I if I owned him, I'd, I'd be playing him this week. Yeah, look, I just think people this why Carrigan's on the list is people are going to see these two scores of ninety seven and one hundred and twenty five and go, oh, now Carrigan's back to a premium. But if you look, if you deep dive into the stats, I don't think his Bates stats are that much better than what they have been. Uh, it's just he's had a try. He had two line breaks on the weekend. He had a line break assist. He had a try assist, like hugely padded attacking stats on the weekend for 125. So I think if you're buying him, you're not expecting him to go 80-plus most weeks. You're probably expecting that 60 to 80, and there's plenty of back there's plenty of back row guys that are doing that already. So 
I'd probably probably swerve him. If you've got him, definitely play him. Like he's just just riding the riding the riding the coattails of some strong Broncos performances. But uh, don't be looking to bring him in. Uh, Herbie Farmworth is the last one we were going to discuss from this game. Uh, Herbie didn't see out the full eighty last weekend against the Cowboys. Uh, Chris, you said Kevin Walters has said that he's going to be good to play this week, and he has been named. Uh, for me, he is a juice. I own Herbie, and I definitely am looking forward to playing him against the Eels. They can be a little bit leaky on the edges at times. Where do you guys stand on that? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Jono. I'm an owner. I'll be playing him, looking very much forward to him uh, terrorising the Eels. Go to love, bud. Yeah, he's great to watch, Herbie. Uh, I think I sold him for Luttrell, and I'm I'm regretting that I had to sell him because he's, he's great to watch. His involvement's good. Uh, you know, Getting a lot of base stats at centre uh, can turn up with a try or two. So yeah, um, I'd be, I'd probably be, I, I would be definitely playing him this week. All right, moving on to the Saturday three pm game, Rabbitohs versus Dragons, which is going to be a steamy one up in Cairns. Uh, if you are the Rabbitohs, obviously, if you're owning those players, you were eyeing this off earlier as a, a great matchup. Rabbitohs haven't looked fantastic the last few weeks. Uh, Alex Johnston. I think personally, if you own him, you definitely still have to play him against the Dragons despite the Rabbitohs' poor form. He's still been scoring really, really well, AJ, despite Rabbitohs not looking great. Dan? Yeah, this is what you own AJ for, for games like this. Just lock him lock him in, put him in, hope for a hat-trick, hope for four-try. Uh, four-try game, yep, no, no real argument against that. Chris, same thing, but with Campbell Graham over on the right-hand side of the field, would you play him this week against the Drags? Yeah, definitely. If I owned him, I'd be playing him for sure, juicing him right up. Um, yeah, look, they haven't sort of fired like everyone had anticipated, um, and and that's going to be a tough like a day game. So you think there's going to be lots of points, and there probably will, but it's a pretty tough fixture fixture up in Cairns after the travel they've had, and if it's a steamy game, it's it's yeah. Look, it, it could be high high points, so. I'd be I'd be playing Graham, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's funny how opinions turn. I think a lot of people were very keen on buying five or six South players for this run, uh, and then a couple of couple of average games, and everyone's kind of turning away. Like obviously, these outside backs for South have pretty much always played uh, play plays against the big team or the low teams like Dragons. Uh, I just think there's a few nervous coaches out there. Uh, Tubes, I'm not sure if he did full load up on Souths, but uh, I know a lot of people did, and now they're just nervous that they may have just gone a bit too hard on him. Latrell Mitchell, speaking of going too hard, I think he's obviously a really good VC option and potentially captaincy option this week. I do worry about big Latrell's lungs up in that Cairns heat. I don't know I don't know if he's going to gas out uh, if, if the game is fast-paced, but I still think he's, he's obviously got to be taken very seriously as a, as a captaincy or vice-captaincy option. Uh, Keon Kolomatangi, for me as a Rabbitohs fan, he's actually probably been our most disappointing over the last three weeks. Definitely not our worst player, but from what his usual output is compared to what he's been playing like. And coming off the back of State of Origin, where I thought he was going to be really primed for a big run home, he's sitting on a three-round average of 51 and just hasn't really been getting through the work that he normally does. Chris, are you still holding on to Kolomatangi? Yeah, I am. I've got him and it's hurting because everything you said, that's exactly how I was feeling. I was like, yes, he's played really well in Origin. He's going to come out of this feeling on top of the world and it just hasn't turned up yet. Um, And I've got to be honest, in Cairns on a God knows how hot day, his work rate has looked low and his energy levels have looked low. I can't see them 
um, jumping up this weekend. So I will be uh, sitting him on the pine. Um, he, I thought he'd be a really nice little pod for me, but it just hasn't worked out yet. But I'm holding out hope. Yeah, I think he's still got a big score in him for sure. I think um, Kaloa Matangi, I, I think with the – Lachlan Ilias is kind of expanding his game a little bit. I don't know. You probably know a little bit more, Jono. You probably watched the South games a bit more in depth. But I think I think Ilias was a bit of that one-trick pony playing short to Kaloa Matangi a lot on that right edge. Uh, and now he's looking a bit more involved. He's looking, looking like he's got a few more tricks up his sleeve. So – Possibly Kalal Matangi is just not that go-to option near the line on that right edge anymore for Souths. I, I do think the Dragons matchup favours Kalal Matangi, Chris, in terms of your sitting him. Like I watched that Dragons team when they played the Warriors get absolutely decimated on the right edge. And I, I do think that, yeah, that Lockie Ilias short ball, and Dan, you're right, he hasn't been doing it as much, but I do think it's going to be a big option coming up against the Dragons. I think we spoke about Ronaldo being a luxury sit. I think Kalal Matangi up against the Dragons is a massive luxury sit for me. Mm, torn. Yeah, one to ponder. <laughs> Send him off! Send the drifting edge off! Get him off the field! That was diabolical! All right. Well, so we, we probably made that muddier for you, mate. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> uh, 5.30 on Saturday is the Tigers up against the Warriors. And I want to start with CNK, Chansey, who got absolutely knocked out, looked really bad. Third concussion of the year for Chance uh, in a big hit on the weekend. He's not been named. There's chatter that he might miss more than just this week potentially because it is his third concussion of the year. Dan, you're the resident physio. I don't know if concussions and HOA is your wheelhouse as such, but what are your thoughts on Chance? Uh, the simple fact is how many trades you got. 658K, I think you can sell. I think... I think he potentially is out for two to three weeks. So I don't want to say it, but I don't have any trades left, so he'll be sitting and nothing out for me or he'll be playing. But uh, I think he's he's definitely a, a sell option uh, given that it's just concussion. The, the thing about concussion is it's it's just so up in the air. And being his third one, Warriors are going to make finals. They did, they did lack some punch when he went off. They, they lose that kind of second-phase play through him, which he's been so good at at that right edge. Uh, and they and they nearly lost a game to a 12-man Titans without him. So that's the conundrum for the Warriors. If Warriors are pushing for a top-four spot, they want chance there. Uh, but at the same time, they want him, want him fresh for finals. So it's a tough decision for owners. It's a tough decision for Warriors. And I'm fortunate that I don't have any trades left, so I don't really need to make a decision. <laughs> fortunate, yeah. <laughs> I think, Dan, I'm with you. I think he's a hold for this week and just reassess next week, if you can hold. But obviously, if you're stuck without players, uh, you, you might own someone else who's either on the buy or been dropped as well. So if you have any other concerns, I think you can trade him. But if you if you can hold him, I think he's worth holding and reassessing. I'd be more concerned if I was a DWZ owner, DWZ, because uh, that Chua Picky, I think his name is. I don't want to be tubes on the pronunciation front there. But he, he came in last week. Looks an okay player, but definitely one who likes to tuck the ball under the arm, which might be good for SJ, but I think might be bad for that link play at the back to DWZ. So I'd be a little bit nervous if I was a DWZ owner this week. But in saying that, if you own him, you absolutely have to play him against the Tigers, I think, and take that, take that risk from bringing him in. 
Uh, big John Abateman uh, for the Tigers has one that we might sit on the bust of this. He might be caboose this week. He is sitting on a three-round average of 48. Dan, do you own Johnny Bateman? I do own John Bateman, and I've, I was losing all my head-to-heads on the weekend, so I actually brought him into play and, and dropped Tapané out of the team just for a bit of pod. Uh, didn't look great when Johnny Bateman went to the centres in the second half. Uh, and he is just the king of of looking busted the whole time on the field. I think 10 minutes into the game, he's got hands on hips. Uh, kick goes down, he just starts walking. Uh, I don't know, he's he's homesick or he's injured or he's just he's just lost interest at the Tigers, which is understandable. But uh, I would be he's, – he's fine to have as – he's not really going to be an AE for you. I think he's still – floor is going to be at worst 35 if not 40 to 45 floor uh and then he's probably looking most weeks at 50 to 60 uh just disappointing that he's just he just doesn't look like he wants to get in games anymore uh chris i want to go to you with sean johnson because dan and i are biased owners chris if you're playing someone in a head-to-head finals matchup this week and they have sj how concerned are you if they have the VC on him? Would you rather them have the VC on him or would you be more nervous on Trell? Where do you sit as a non-SJ owner? Well, uh, I'd be very nervous. Um, I'm scrambling to find out where this game's being played. FNC Stadium is the it's in FMG New Stadium. Is in New Zealand, is it? it? Is okay. So we've yeah, got Tigers a new Yeah, so it's a so yeah, Tigers have taken a game over there. So five thirty Australian time. So that's an evening game in New Zealand against the Tigers. Yeah, still. SJ's on fire. He has taken off. I I'd, I'd love to I'd love to find a way for one of those halfbacks to be dual just so he could have all three. It'd just be fantastic. But um, unfortunately not. And watching SJ has been a really tough watch this year. He's playing great football. I think he's a lay-down Mazaire for the Dally M. Um, oh, I'd be super nervous as a, uh, as uh, playing someone in a head-to-head who had him, um, BC, C, um, or just have him in general. He's flying. Mm, I think you might have talked me into it then. I think I might go SJ with the VC. I like it. I especially think because he's at that pot ownership levels, whereas someone like Trell, a little bit higher owned. So I, I think I really like that, Chris. Let, let's move on from that game. Let's go to the Roosters versus the Dolphins. Uh, starting with Billy Smith, who went ballistic last week, had a, had a score in the 90s. Some people still just have him uh, because they've had him when he was a potential cheapie earlier in the year who didn't really pan out. Do you think... If you did have him coming off the back of a big 92 last week where he looked great, what would the temptation, Chris, be to play him against the Dolphins this week? I'd be super high. Um, he, he looked great. He's here and he has at times this year looked really, really good. Um, I'd be I'd be very tempted. Um, they're back at Allianz on Saturday night um, against the Dolphins who had a bit of a heartbreaker coming back from the West. Uh, I'm not sure whether he's on the Houses side or the other side thinking about it at the moment. Um and I think it was I think it was him. Hammer who was named as the other was named at the uh He's on the house. So he'd be Hammer. Yeah. It's, no, he's on the he's house. On the house side side. Because he's yeah, I'd Billy be, Smith oh, is left hand. Oh, yeah, I'd be I'd be playing him. One hundred percent playing him on the house. Uh it just be could be too fast. Uh, I know Tubes is an owner, so whew, and he's got C and K there, so that could be a play for you, Tubes, if you're listening. Yeah, I think Billy Smith is a definite play. It's a bit of a coming in, coming of age story for Billy Smith. I think he's 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 filling out into that lanky frame of his, 
Uh, and uh, he's had a few injuries early on in his career, but I think he's, there's a very good footballer in there. Uh, so you're just hoping he, he's heating up at the right time for the Roosters. Uh, I think it, I, I was up against a head-to-head player who played both him and Manu last week, uh, centres centers on either side. Uh, you know, if you've got – if you're running Billy Smith and Tupu on that left edge, I think that's a great combo, or Tedesco, Billy Smith, like – that's that's a good kind of balance just to just to go all in and dolphins are dolphins are right for the pick and they're 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 gonna they're gonna concede points. All right, that's a big strong call for Billy Smith on the juice from both of both of you two. The other three that we were going to talk about who are highly owned is Joey Manu, James Tedesco, and Jermaine Asako. Uh, I'm just going to call them all juice, and you guys can disagree or discuss if you want to. Now, if you own them, I think you're juicing all of them. Asako has hardly been beat this year. He's um he's been amazing. Yeah, you can't beat him. I thought I thought we had beat him on the weekend. He got injured, went down with an ankle injury. Uh, Scores three tries in five minutes. <laughs> he then got a hat trick before half time. So I think maybe a bit of feigning with the um, with the hip drop tackle potentially, because uh, that that resulted in a ten in the bin for the Knights, I believe. Uh, so uh, yeah, and that went bang, bang, bang. I know Matt Matt had him on the pine. Uh, sat him on the caboose this week, so he was he was furious. But uh, yeah, I think you just got to play Asako. Uh, he's he's going to get points. Let's go to the Storm vs Raiders, the Sunday game at two o'clock. Uh, the big horse, Corey Horsburgh. Dan, you had him on as someone who might be potentially uh, busted. You you're not liking what you're seeing from the horse at the moment. No, so I I brought him in last, not last week, the week before when I needed a front row forward and. Uh, Ricky, all of a sudden, as Ricky does, changes up his rotations. Uh, or so I thought. I think I think there was a little bit of a rumor that uh, Horsburgh got injured, so he got less minutes in that game. However, he did back up with a big minutes game this week, but his output was certainly down. So potentially shoulder something like that. He played. He actually played eighty minutes on the weekend with with a couple of Raiders going down. Uh, I think I think in the backs, so the forwards had to do a bit more work, but. For an 80-minute game and only 56 points, uh, very unlike the horse we've seen over the over the year. So, I think he might be if you if you're flush with trades, you could probably sell for an upgrade uh, to a Payne Huss, AFB, or Tino, who's back. I wonder if because uh, it feels like Tarpane's output has gone up as horses have gone down, and then earlier in the year when Tarpane was a little quieter, that was when horse was absolutely on fire. So, I wonder if Dan, are you, are you running both Tarpane and, and horse? I am, yeah. Probably, probably Horsbrough was pushing for that Origin spot too, which he he definitely deserved. But uh, maybe he's just just quietening down the base now. I think Chris uh, Tarpane, he's just a juice this week. He's looking fantastic at the moment. Yeah, definitely. He's um, he's always one of those guys. The longer the year goes on, the better he gets. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a starter most weeks now. Even though I think the Raiders in general are looking pretty busted. I'm a bit worried about the Raiders, um, but no, Taps Taps's output's been good. Uh, what about Nick Meaney, guys? Would you be someone if you're owning him? Are you definitely playing him against the Raiders? I'm an owner and I'm playing. I, I think I was a bit disappointed that I did play him last week. I sort of talked myself round and ended up playing him and I think he only managed to 39, um, which was pretty disappointing. But this weekend at home against the Raiders, I just mentioned, I think I think they're a little busted. So I've got high hopes for Nick Meaney uh, this Sunday afternoon. So I'll be juicing. Final game of the round is the Knights up against the Bulldogs. 
Kalen Ponga, we're all owners, as is pretty much everyone in that top kind of own percentage. Are you going to play him as a captain, guys? Are you going to hold off that C and put it on Ponga for the last game of the round? I'm very tempted. I am very, very tempted. I think uh, Chris made some good points about Latrell in the heat up in Cairns. I currently have him as my captain with Nico, the VC. Uh, so, But I think just you can't beat the Ponga train at the moment. It's it's looking unbelievable. Some non-owners thought they might have had him beat uh, last week when he was on about 20-something at halftime, but just he's just absolutely electric when he gets going. He's so quick at the moment. And so just, good. He's playing so well. So good to watch. From everything we were saying earlier about Marju, he's clearly one that we're all on the juice with. You're definitely playing Big Greg. Uh, would either of you have the temptation? Now, Chris, I know you don't own him, but you pretend you were an owner for this scenario to go massive pod play and, and put the C on Marju as a way of differentiating yourself this week. Oh, definitely. And I will. I think I will be an owner come the weekend. Um, I've just – and, like, he, he went like a bastard on the weekend, still managed to 50 somehow. Um I, I'm really looking for that pod captain. Um, I need to make up some some serious ground, and you know your, your pod captain play. I think is your best option at the moment, rather than your pod buys. Um, this week, there's a, like it was mentioned, there's a plethora of options. You can throw him on the plate as as an option to captain. Um, you know what they beat the dogs not that long ago, sixty six nil, and I think he scored. I think he scored quite well. I know Caleb Ponga went Burko that day, but he's a definite captain option. I. Um, I think he could go huge, and they they could have a massive afternoon out in front of their home fans up there at um, at Marathon. Dan, you did captain a big Greggy boy earlier in the year for a great score. Any any temptation to double down and go for it again? No, nah, not this week with some of the big guys. I think it's a definite pod option for sure. Uh, just watching watching Marju, he was back to his best with a fair few fumbles and defensive errors on the weekend. That's why Sarko got. Got three tries. Uh, but, yeah, I think he might be a bit of a confidence play. His, his base may be slightly down, uh, so that turns me off a little bit. Uh, but he can certainly get a hat-trick this weekend, so huge pod captain option. I also think it's worth, if you're a head-to-head player, uh, potentially keeping an eye on that. And if you are struggling and need to go for a Hail Mary, taking it off Pong and putting it on Marju could be a way to win a head-to-head semifinal this week as well. All right, let's, let's go into Tubes' mailbag now, fellas. I think that's enough of the uh, juice or caboose, but great segment, Dan. Thanks for bringing that onto the pod pod this week. Uh, <laughs> Tubes' mailbag, it actually comes from the man himself. Tubes wants Tubes' mailbag's question this week. Worth noting that uh, this is sponsored by Mailbag Bloodstock. Fantastic prize, 2.5% ownership in a horse, which Tubes is absolutely not going to be eligible for just for having his question on Tubes' mailbag this week. Uh, we have skirted around this topic a little bit tonight. Let's just give Tubes a definite answer. He is asking us, Sid versus Start or Juice or Caboose, Billy Smith versus Ronaldo straight up. That's his choice to make. Chris, what would you do if you were Tubes? I think I probably alluded to it earlier. I'd be I'd be juicing Billy Smith. Um, I thought I thought he played really well last week and I worry about Ronaldo. So, yep, Billy Smith for me. Dan? I don't know. I, I think I'd be a bit on the old, old El Paso Old El Paso, and why not? Why not both? Why not both? Sit, <laughs> sit, sit one of the uh, 
sit one of the uh, your, your your forwards who's going to base at your fifty or sixty, and just hope both of them go 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 for go for tons. Uh, well, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Ronaldo. I think the Roosters haven't shown me enough uh, to be confident that Billy Smith would be worth a play. Uh, and I also think that just Billy Smith has been inconsistent. There's been weeks where he's looked great, and then the next week he looks horrible. So I, I think I'd be caboosing Billy Smith. So we, I guess, the way we look at it, Dan, uh, Dan is <laughs> saying play both, Chris is saying play Billy, and I'm saying play Ronaldo. So absolutely no help at all for Tubes there. Um, Sucked in, Tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully if you throw up enough doubt, he, he might try. Could be a very tactical very tactical move by us because we're all chasing him at the at the top. So, uh, yeah, pretty <laughs> tactical. Just muddy right. the waters. Yeah. Our last quick question for Tubes' mailbag this week comes in from Pat from Janelli. Uh, and this is a little bit of a pimp my team bit of a tribute to NRL Supercoach Talk, which announced today that they're no longer going to be uh, moving forward in the Supercoach world. So let's have a look at a pimp my team. He is Pat is looking at three different trades. He wants some advice of which of these three you do. So his choices are he can do Cook to Grant as option number one. Option number two would be uh, Tedesco to Dylan Brown as a bit of a pod move, bringing in Brown. Or option three, Jesse Ramian to Greg Marju. Of those three choices, Dan, which is your favourite? Oh, it's clear cut. Option three, uh, Marju. Marju over Rami, and that's that's a huge upgrade, I think. Uh, not only Knights have a great round, a buy. I, I've seen uh, Rami, and even when they belted teams uh, or against you know lesser teams, he, he can still score low. So, Greg's Greg's locked in for fifty plus. He's gonna. He's got a potential to score hat tricks. You know. It just great to watch. So you've got to go that. I think Tedesco, you've got to hold him if you got him now. He's going to be a pod. There's no reason getting rid of him. Cookie's up against the Dragons, so it's not the week. I'd be waiting potentially till round 26 to drop Cookie. So I think you've just got to go go on to Marju. Chris? Totally agree. Totally agree that um, Marju, yeah, as we've mentioned, could, could absolutely light it up this weekend. Um, Damien Cook, um, Scores really well against the Dragons. I think he, uh, like, I looked at it because um, I was just mucking around with my trades. Damian Cook averages 75 historically against the Dragons, whether that's an old team thing or whatever it might be. So, um, which is, which is quite a bump on his career average. So I'm expecting him to go all right this week, uh, in the heat up there at Cairns. So I'd, I'd be holding da- Damo and definitely be, um, getting in Marziu. What about you having those numbers just in your in your Tony Lockett sitting in your pocket there for us, Chris? That was outstanding. Yeah, not bad, that. I usually don't do much of that stuff, so that was good. Very <laughs> proud of myself. <laughs> All right, fellas, well, that, that's going to bring us to a close for tonight. Great pod. And, uh, gents, I, I normally would like to try and trash talk people on the way out, but I, I just hope that between the three of us we can put a bit of ground back on Matt and Tubes and hopefully come up winners this weekend. Yeah, thanks, John. I do like when I'm on the pod as well because I don't cop the trash talk you talk you talk about me when I'm off the pod. So <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> Bit scared to say it to your face. <laughs> I threw a couple out earlier, and I did think about bringing up Jed Cartwright for Juice vs Caboose, but I I decided to leave it for time. Uh, thanks, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Chris. Have a great round, fellas, and uh, yeah, enjoy your night. Cheers, mate. Thanks, John. See you, boys. <laughs>